Hey there, I'm Edwina Kennedy, registered pediatric dietitian and mom of two, and this is the My Little Eater podcast. Each week, I'll be dishing out all the best info on feeding and nutrition for your baby and toddler, answering all of your what do I do when scenarios, and helping you gain complete confidence in not only feeding your child, but in parenting as well. Every episode is filled with actionable and proven feeding strategies delivered by a mama and a feeding expert who's been there and done that. I hold your hand and I take you step-by-step through all stages of feeding while showing you how to implement what I teach you so that you can raise a happy and healthy little eater of your own. Let's do this. Hey friends, what is going on? Welcome back to another episode of the My Little Eater podcast. So I just picked up my boys from camp. If you have listened to, I think it was like two episodes ago, I mentioned that my boys went to a six-day overnight camp and I was really nervous about it because my oldest son went without knowing anybody and he seemed to be okay with it until the last two days. I think the two days right before it, he started getting nervous about it. And then of course I started getting really nervous about it and you can't contact them and they can't contact you while they're away at this camp, by the way. So it was just kind of like, oh my God, I don't, I don't know if they're having fun. Like, I don't know if he's like making friends, you know, all the things that moms will think about. So anyway, we picked them up today though. And Everything was amazing. They had the best time. Both of them loved every minute. There was literally no downside and I was just so happy to see that they loved it and they have all these memories formed. It was like so active. They met all these people, made all these friends and did a whole bunch of things that they would never have gotten the chance to do had they just been home. So I was so happy to hear that and I wanted to give you an update because I know a lot of you have been asking me about it. All right, well, today I have a little bit of a treat for you. So what we are doing today is we have a one-on-one coaching call that I'm letting you in on. So let me just explain a little bit uh, as to like where these coaching calls come from. So inside of my membership, my monthly membership that's called the Little Eaters Club, which is there to basically give you ongoing support with feeding your child, your baby, or your toddler and your family really, especially if you've already taken my courses and you want extra information, you want the like nitty gritty, you want guides, you want answers to questions that are, you know, personalized to you, which, you know, leads you to these one-on-one coaching calls, which I do every single month. And you basically can just hop on we get 15 minutes sometimes 20 minutes of time together and we can just work through any problem, any question you have, any struggle you have, any barrier challenge, whatever, to keep you moving forward to raising healthy eaters, keeping you confident doing that. Um, We all know that sometimes we learn information, but then when we apply it, it just, you know, we have a million questions that come up or problems that come up along the way because kids change, right? Like they might be fine for one month or for a few months and things are going well, you're chugging along, you're like, okay, great, I know what to do and they're eating well. And then all of a sudden they hit, you know, this period or like maybe you hit a snag and you need help working through it. So that's what these coaching calls are for. So today we have a really cool one with a longtime follower, a longtime customer, and she is questioning what to do about one of her kids, who's a twin, by the way, whose brother eats really, really well, but he doesn't eat well at all. And so I'm going to just 
let you listen in. I'm going to let you kind of hear the advice that I give and see how you can apply it to your own child if you are going through something similar, which many of you are. So I hope that this helps. I would love to hear your feedback on how you like this type of episode. And if you are interested in the Little Eaters Club, if you do want to join, which by the way, it's not just for people who have taken my courses. It is for everybody, but I find that taking the courses gives you a little bit of an advantage because you already have so much of the underlying foundational work and then you can just really target and hone in on like the nitty gritty to perfect and keep you going versus getting extra awesome information but not having some of that foundational stuff to really help you get down to the root cause of your problems. So if you're interested, you could click the link in my bio, check it out. There is a free trial that you can even join and it will give you seven day access to the membership. You can see everything that there is in there poke around, you know, see what it's all about, see if it's for you. And it's super cheap after that. It's $17 a month. And honestly, you can cancel anytime you want. But the guides alone, the videos that I do every single month, the coaching calls, the guest lessons, the recipes that you get every single month are just amazing and invaluable. So I really think you will love it. Check it out. Link is in the show notes. And without further ado, here is our coaching call for today. I'm so happy to have you all here. So this is our second monthly coaching call. And the first one went really well. I love being able to chat and dive in because I feel like this is so much better to be able to understand your actual issues and then ask the questions that I need to ask in order to give you the best answer possible because it's, you know, one-liners on Facebook. It's not the same. So we're going to start with Emily. Um, Emily, you have been around for a while. Right? Like, yeah, I remember. I guess pretty early on. Yeah, I love it. I love it because you would have taken the toddler's course when I think I was first testing it out as like live. Absolutely. When my daughter was in that stage. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so cool. I love that you're, that you're still around. It's my favorite. So why don't you start by, I know a little bit of the background, but just kind of recap a little bit with your son, Elliot, and let me know. Um, kind of, again, the main, main struggles, because I know he's picky, but let's dive in. Yeah, sure. So Elliot is now 16 months old. And when we started solids at six months, we, we noticed right away that he was very, very resistant to trying new, any new textures, like introducing any new food took a very, very long time. So lots and lots of exposures before he would even like pick it up, put it in his mouth, that kind of thing. And for him, spoon feeding didn't work. We had to move like straight to finger foods because he was not letting you bring anything to his mouth. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's still that way. Um, it's absolutely impossible to feed him anything. Mm -hmm. Um, he just clamps closed and he is not taking it. Um, and so he has a few safe foods that he's willing to eat. He had probably about maybe seven to 15 ish foods, um, up until about eight weeks ago or so that he would eat and was, and was quite happy to try and seem to like. And in the last six weeks, we've noticed just sort of a rapid decline in terms of what he'll eat. He's now got about four foods that he's willing to try and, and willing to eat and anything beyond that he's not touching. Putting him in the high chair is a nightmare because it's screaming right away. Like it's, it's clearly not an experience that he's enjoying. When we do put him in the high chair to eat or to sit down at the table, all of us together, and we do try to have someone sit and eat with him sort of with them most of the time. And 
It's just crying instantly. It seems to be unhappy, a stress response of sorts. And so that's kind of where we're at right now. He has a twin brother. And though you you try not to compare, that's challenging because his brother is a very adventurous eater, will try most anything. And so it's just, it's very different. And so we're, I guess, wondering about strategies and next steps for him. Yeah, for sure. I think this is good that you're talking about this now. I think you've given it enough time and you have a lot of the foundations that you know, like, you know, the basics of how to set up mealtime and sitting down with mm-hmm. him and like not mm-hmm. pressuring and exposing him yeah, to exactly. all the food. So I, I think it's safe to say that what, what, what I actually want to do is back up a little bit to when he first started solids. I know you said it wasn't the best. He didn't love the purees. He took to finger foods better. At that stage, though, did you find there were any um, incidents with gagging, any kind of major aversions to... No, like- didn't seem to be at all. Like the, he, he, he didn't do any gagging or and didn't seem to have any major um, aversions that he noticed. Okay, perfect. And then as he, you know, went on, let's say from six to 12 months, we'll say, Mm -hmm. did you notice that he, again, when you say he had 15 foods or so that he ate, was it then that that started or was he at least a little bit more varied at that point? And then he was more varied at that point. He was more, he was more, he was more willing. um, He was definitely more willing at that point to, to touch different foods, to try different foods. Now it's at the point where he doesn't, he doesn't even touch them. Right. Okay. So walk me through what those safe foods are. Start with the 10 to 15 that he was eating. Okay. So, um, he, so he liked grapes and avocado, uh, blueberries, bananas. That's where we're at now. It's mostly bananas, Mm -hmm. um, bread, sandwiches. What else was he eating? Uh, loves pasta and still does any, any kind of pasta. He'll, he will try a little bit of vegetable in that way. And that's still the case. Um, what else? You mean vegetables into a sauce? Into a sauce. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But if they're just straight raw vegetables or cooked vegetables, I guess peas, he still eats peas Mm -hmm. and uh, cooked carrots. That's all I'm thinking of right now. That's kind of the limit of where he was. Perfect. And then now he's dropped down to bananas, avocados, bananas. He'll eat some bread, occasionally waffles. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much it. Okay. How does he, or how has he ever done with meat or not well? Those not well. Stringy. He does it. Okay. Yes. Those textures. He's, he's never, he's never been a fan. Okay. And what about beans or lentils or chickpeas? Also not a fan. Always never been a fan, really? Never, never. And And we offer those a lot, so. Right. Okay. So it's not for lack of exposure. Exposure, for sure. And then how about any seafood? Any seafood, he's not shown any interest either. Okay. Okay. He's done, he's done a little bit of tuna and he's tolerated that, I, I guess, early on, um, sure. but not, not recently. Okay. And then I guess the last thing I'm wondering is no dairy. Like he's not a fan of yogurt. Oh yeah. He's, oh, sorry. I should, I should add that in. He's a huge fan of milk <laughs> and I'm wondering okay. if that may be part of our issue. Yeah. Um, and yogurt as well. He does, okay. he does like and tolerate those well. 
Okay. Can you tell me around how many ounces do you know of milk he might be getting? I'd say he's probably getting probably at this point, probably 12 a day, 12 to 15, maybe even. Okay. He's also waking at night still several times through the night. And so I know that we've wondered like, is it that he's hungry because he's not consuming? And when he is eating, he's eating just a couple of bites and he's done pretty much at every meal time. And so in snack time as well. And his growth is okay? He's growing? His growth is fine. He's, his brother eats three times as much and they weigh the same. So they're both about 25 pounds. So they're... Okay. okay. So that's good to know. And it's actually kind of nice to see where he has a twin that mm-hmm. I know, I mean, there's obviously variances are two different people. Yes, of course. To be able to kind of see that they're born at the same time, they kind of likely have a similar growth curve anyway. Yes. And so it's good to know. So it kind of gives me an indication that he is getting enough mm-hmm. calories, which is kind right. of crazy because you're like, it's only a couple bites a meal. Yeah, for sure. And I'm wondering, I mean, we know that there's so much variance in appetite from child to child. Yeah, so that could sure. be that for his body, for what he needs, he's kind of satisfied. Now he is waking up at night. That's definitely an issue we can dig into if we have some time. Maybe mm-hmm. it is that he's not eating as much during the day and he's getting hungry. But do you feed him at night when that happens? Like milk? Um, yeah, we do. Okay. Is that included in the 12 to 15 ounces? I would say, yeah, that, that would be included. Okay. Okay. So he's not having, to be honest, he's not having excess amounts of milk. So that I wouldn't really, I wouldn't go to that as my first kind of, um, you know, reason why he may not have a lot. And just to confirm uh, really quick, is the milk consumed at mealtimes or snack times or is it in between meals? It's at meals and snack times. Okay, cool. So that's good. So not filling up in between meals. No, for sure. Feeding schedules, I'm assuming you kind of have a general feeding schedule. General, pretty set schedule, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Good. So what I think, I mean, it's hard to know exactly what. When I looked at all the different types of foods he did accept, at least, let's say the 10 to 15, they are definitely carby and um, softer textures um, leaning towards sweet textures, meaning again, grapes, blueberries, bananas, even when you think of cooked carrots, it's a vegetable that's not bitter. Yeah. It's not like any kind of, right. um, strong flavor. It, like I wonder if sweet potatoes, is that something he's ever, that is something eaten? actually, that is something that he likes as well. Okay. Um, that is something that he likes as well. And what about regular potato? Regular potato? Not so much. Not so much. Okay. So let's, so I'm going to just go ahead and assume there's no pressure happening. There is nothing that's happening yeah. at the table that's going to be making him feel like I'm going to retaliate. Yeah, or I don't sure. do okay. So you know all that stuff. So what I think we should do is we should work on some food chaining. Mm-hmm. So where he has certain foods that I know he likes, like, so it might be good to start with, I'm thinking, how can we get in a little bit more protein? Yes, definitely. It's not to say that like, I mean, you really can get, it's it's unbelievable how much protein toddlers can get just through bread products and pastas and things like that because their needs are so low. But that being said, there's the iron and the zinc and all the other stuff Mm -hmm. would be great. Even eggs would be awesome to like be able to. Absolutely. And that is something that he, eggs are something that he was also eating early on that he's sort of shying away from now. Yeah. So and you're offering these foods, like, would there be a new food fairly 
regularly, like every yeah. day or like uh, not a new food, sorry, but a food he doesn't love. Yes, definitely. Right? And it's, Those, only- I, it's definitely kind of, um, just, yeah. Like I typically put like one thing on there that I know he's going to eat, but I try to every day expose him to lots of different things yeah. that he's yeah. maybe not, he's not happy about. Yeah. Sorry for all the questions, but I just want to kind no, of that's fine. A picture. Does he touch them or does he? He's starting to. Okay. That's he's good. Starting to, I have noticed that I've, I've been offering hard boiled eggs fairly frequently recently. And that's something he wouldn't even go near for a long time. And now I notice he's starting to pick them up and like put them in his mouth a little bit, which feels like a big step for sure. Okay. I love to hear that. So, and it's really cool, honestly, maybe not cool to you, but for anybody listening, this is something that I want everyone to know is that you could do all the right things. You could have the exact same environment and there is such a big genetic component to picky eating as well that unfortunately it is out of our hands in terms of like it's starting and, but, but you have the right things in place to help get him out of this. It's just going to be a little bit of a harder journey, unfortunately, but what we can do is I think, like I said, if we start with food chaining being our main goal, if I want you to take even one food per week. Mm-hmm. Let's see what we can kind of link to a high protein or high iron food, like bread. Mm-hmm. Will he accept any nut butter on there? Yes, he will. Awesome. Okay. So this is going to sound a bit weird, nut butter. but I'm wondering if you can try just going straight to nut butter with a pureed bean or pureed lentil spread mm-hmm. on there. Right. Maybe a hummus might be like a right. better. Um, this is going to sound really weird to us, but we never know with kids, especially mm-hmm. you can mix a little bit of nut butter with a little bit of like a, a bean puree or something like that. Right. Right. Makes and sense. see if he will start to, you know, gravitate towards it over time. So you might have to do like a tiny, I mean, a quarter of a teaspoon or something mixed into it and, mm-hmm. and then, you know, gradually increase it. But I want you to start to shift the foods that he loves into some of those flavors and some of those textures little by little. Mm-hmm. I also think that another thing we can try. So let me actually, hmm, I just want to go through and see if there's another really easy pasta would be an easy one as well. Mm -hmm. So pasta, we can do two things. We can change the type of the pasta to a lentil or chickpea-based pasta just to automatically give us that insurance that, hey, he's getting in some iron and protein that way, right? So that'll be one tip nutrition-wise, but texture-wise and expanding his foods, I would, again, try maybe like, again, lentils mixed into a sauce that are, you know, maybe in the beginning you just change the flavor, depending on how fast you can move. So it's blended really well. He can't see it. He can't feel it, but he'll taste maybe a little difference in the flavor. And then you can start to leave little bits of lentils in there or beans in there, right? Like you could do like a lentil bolognese sauce. Mm -hmm. Um, And that could be a good way again, to start to ease him into some of those other foods. I really think that the more we can mix in with those very incremental kind of steps, like again, bits of like very, very small bits of ground beef, you know, maybe he will reject it. And I don't know how it's going to go. He may immediately see that and pick that out and then refuse it all. We can troubleshoot again when that time comes. 
But I do think that that could be treated as his new food, his different food, and you can still have something else. Like maybe it's just plain noodles on the side. If he doesn't want to have that, no problem, buddy. You can have the noodles without the sauce, you know, just to kind of, again, have that exposure, but then give him that, that confidence that I can eat something. The other thing that I'm thinking of, because this is sometimes a trouble, a a troublesome thing, I should say, with a lot of parents um, who have a very stubborn picky eater. You know how we always say include a safe food at every meal. That's, you know, something reasonable that you can reasonably expect them to eat. Sometimes they really never want to branch off of that. Okay. So what you can try even one meal per day or one snack per day, right? Is have a so-so a food that's kind of like on the Mm -hmm. middle ground to them. It's not a favorite and it's definitely not even a regular safe food. Maybe like you said, uh, I think you said waffles. He takes occasionally, right? Maybe that could be something that swap out the toast. It's only waffles. That's his safe food now. And then you have a really like a food that you're like, no, he's not going to eat this like chicken. I know that doesn't make sense, but beside it, you know, and that is going to be now a little bit more enticing for him to be like, I have to try and eat this one because this is the better option. Right. And I don't want you, I mean, this is not about starving him. This is not about like making him feel like I, you know, this is too difficult. I think, you know, as a mom, for sure, if you feel like, no, this is way too difficult for him and there's something else going on. Cause I'm assuming there's no sensory issues, no anxiety really around food. It's really just helping him to move forward and try to Mm -hmm. learn to like those foods. I think that could be a good strategy. So try those two things, the food chaining and then the like slightly less preferred safe food as the main safe food or as the, as yeah, as the main safe food. And then, um, let, let me know how it goes. You can just let us know in the group. And if you want to even jump on, if we have room next month, we can just kind of see how it's continuing on, but don't worry so much. I mean, the growth is good. I lo- I'm happy to see that. Thank goodness. He's drinking the right amount of milk. He's getting in protein through there. So that's nice. That's awesome. So I don't worry. I'm not so concerned about that. Maybe iron would be really good to to focus on, like I said, through chaining in those foods, but he's got a good variety of some vegetables in there. Um, He's got some fruit in there. So it's more of, we got to think long-term game with him. (laughs) It's going to be a lot different than how it was with your other, with the other two kids. Mm -hmm. Right. So maybe them it takes a week of exposing for him it may take six months or a year which is I know it sounds like oh like this is crazy but you know if you know you're so used to anyway you're not catering and doing extra meals it is what it is that is the meal and I think as long as it's not causing you extra work because you're not mm-hmm. getting up and making something special for him right. kind of shifting that perspective to be like this is just going to take longer but he's healthy in the meantime mm-hmm. you know what I mean I, I think that will help That sounds great. Okay, awesome. I'm excited to hear how it goes. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you. See ya. Bye. Bye.